There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Mahani Jahangiri, and welcome to Conversations with My Dog. Today's guest is Matthew Robinson, National Volunteer and Events Manager at Pets as Therapy. Today we are chatting about the nationwide search to find the UK's perfect therapy dog in the Ambassador Initiative to support patients with terminal illness, neurological conditions, or acquired brain injury. Healthcare charity Sue Ryder has partnered up with Pets as Therapy to launch this search to spread love and support to the people that need it most. Now it's an honor to welcome Matthew on the podcast without Tina today. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hi, Marnie. I'm very well, thank you. And thank you for welcoming me onto your podcast. Absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I wish I could uh, see you face to face for this one because it's something extremely um, close to my heart, this interview, uh, because actually my dog Robbie uh, went through an audition to become a Pets' therapy dog and he actually succeeded. Oh, <laughs> and sadly, I haven't followed up with it. Uh, so I feel a little bit bad about it. Yes, yeah, so he did the audition. He's nine now. And it was in the park. It was in Regent's Park. And uh, it was uh, very interesting, the audition, about uh, how he would respond to sound, clicking, clapping, would he jump up and everything. But talk me through the perfect pet therapy dog. That's what is a perfect pet therapy dog? Because everybody wants a pet therapy dog. You know, they all say, oh, it's a, my dog's a therapy dog. But what is a perfect pet therapy dog? Well, first of all, that's a real tongue tangler, isn't it? Um, so essentially what, what pets as therapy look for uh, in, in the assessment process is the right kind of friendliness. So you want um, a dog that is happy to be obviously approached, happy to be stroked, patted, uh, maybe even cuddled. Um, what you don't want is to see a dog that's um, pawing because obviously um, claws could potentially um, break the skin of, of somebody with weak skin. Um, you don't want to see any jumping up because that could frighten somebody or if they're frail, it could knock them over. Um, we don't want barking because obviously that's, not therapeutic in its own right um so essentially you're looking for the right temperament so well behaved and that's quite difficult so i mean puppies wouldn't really be 
suitable. I mean, especially our lockdown Generation X puppies at the moment. I mean, they're all sort of on a lead jumping up the whole time when they see somebody or a dog. They're so overexcited. I mean, do they qualify at the moment, these new puppies? Do you think they had a ch- would have a chance? No, it's a, it's a really good question. So um, we have a, a rule in place um, which states that um, no dogs under the age of nine months will be considered to be a pets as therapy um, animal. Uh, so they need to be a minimum of nine months old. They also need to have been owned by their current owner for at least six months. I see what you mean. And what about age? My dog is nine and he's becoming increasingly more sensitive, uh, a bit more growly, a bit more, you know, nervous around children and things. So is there an age limit? Again, a really, really valid question. Um, Pets as therapy doesn't impose an age limit. Um, What we do recommend is that the the responsible pet owner um, actually makes their own mind up um, they can see when their when their beloved animal is starting to get tired, maybe not enjoying visiting anymore, and that's the time to kind of hang up the lead and say, you know, I think we're going to resign from our from our active visiting. But there's a whole host of other ways that they can then still support the charity, whether they, you know, have another dog in the wings, or of course whether they want to support us through fundraising and, and things like that. It's interesting because I really would like to bring Robbie uh, over. It's just that I feel like he's um, been through a lot of stress because of me and the lockdown and everything. He's taken on a lot of energy uh, and tension. Now, I was going to ask with these uh, pets therapy dogs, how do they absorb the person's uh, distress? Uh, you know, do they absorb it? Have you have you watched the dogs unfold in the process? Say, for example, with someone who is terminally ill and carries a lot of pain in their bodies and anxiety. What what happens to the dog? What happens to the human? Can you describe what the process? Yeah, I mean, Marnie, it's a it's a really difficult thing to explain to people that can't actually see it for themselves. So, um, essentially, the dog. <sighs> We put a two-hour limit um, on any of our on any of our visits because it can be quite a tiring process. Now, the the dog is acting um, in in several roles. So, firstly, they're uh, acting as a non-judgmental listener. Um, in in that sense, I mean that you know they can listen to the person that they're visiting. Uh, they don't judge them for whatever they say. They're just there to help. There's then the contact between the person being visited and and the animal, the actual stroking, the patting, the cuddling. And obviously that provides therapy to that person because they're getting that warmth, that tactile feeling and, and love. And what it's been proven to do is to actually lower uh, stress levels within the person being visited. So um, anxiety is reduced. Um, they feel more relaxed mm. and actually they're then better able to potentially engage in communication, um, which may aid them to explain, you know, what the problem is that they're experiencing at that given moment. Um, whereas they may not have done that if they were just engaging with a human. Mm. Um, and we do find that because of these interactions, yes, the dog does get tired and needs a break afterwards. So they do kind of absorb what's happening right then in that present moment with the person's do you think they can read everything feel everything that's going on with the person who's touching them i think 
um, again, what we what we observe um, and what we learn from you know reports from our from our volunteers is that um, there is a it's almost a non-verbal communication, and the really good therapy animals have this innate ability to position themselves. They 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 have this sixth sense where they can tell that somebody is in pain. Um, whether that be physical or mental, and they can position themselves next to that person knowing that they are helping them. Um, and it's just a weird thing to observe that it, it can sometimes be so specific that they position themselves on the side of the body um, where that person is experiencing a problem. Absolutely. I, I noticed that with uh, Robbie as well. He's, um, I've got spinal problems and he's been lying against my spine turning his body so we had spine to spine (laughs) positioning in the bed he's he moves around now and he places himself it's unbelievable it's unbelievable i sometimes say but how did you know how did you know you know it's uh but that's a a very intense relate you know we have this unique relationship uh, robbie and i (laughs) and uh and and that's what i wanted to say how amazing when the dog places itself in the right position and just it must be amazing for the patient. Do, do you see tears? Do you see, do you see, gra- what do you see in the patient? I mean, let's talk about these illnesses. I mean, let's talk about death, you know, and you're talking about uh, people with brain injuries, people terminally ill, you know, what happens to them? What happens? Have you seen some, can you describe an amazing moment? Well, what I can, what I can tell you, Marnie, is that, um, Earlier on, I was speaking to uh, Tina, who's one of the um, uh, volunteer engagement leads at a Sioux Rider Hospice, and she she was just so clear about how she has seen um, the therapy animals, the PAP uh, teams coming in, and the benefits it brings to not only the the, the patients that they have, but also the staff. Um, you know, there's just smiles all around when when the PAP come in so if you look at it at face value you know you're bringing some joy into somebody's life um you're distracting them from what can be an incredibly traumatic um, and emotionally draining time for all involved so that can only be a good thing right yeah so it breaks up the pattern when the dog comes in it lifts the spirit it's yeah it's change yeah Absolutely, because it can be so dull and consistent being in a hospice and uh, going through the whole thing, the same routine. So that breaks up the routine, basically. Yeah, yeah and it gives them a, 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 a moment of escapism. Absolutely. And, and why did you become involved? Uh, involved? Is there a personal reason? When, when did you become involved and why did you become involved in this program? So um, my role at Pets as Therapy um, is a, a national volunteer and events manager um and i i started about it's nearly four years ago now um and i've had the privilege of being able to to travel around and meet various wonderful volunteers in all all sorts of different settings like hospitals and care homes and hospices um and what i can't get over is every time i visit one of these places you get you get similar reports and you also get um, unique reports. So the similar reports are, you know, how everyone loves having their pet animal coming in. Um, and then there's the unique stories of how they've they've helped a specific individual. Um, and I don't want to use the term magic, but it is 
it's erring on that on that side of you know you can't fully explain it with words you have to see it to to kind of believe it um now pets therapy has actually had volunteering teams working with um within sue rider care homes and hospices and um uh, brain injury um hubs for for years now so when sue rider approached us to say you know look we've got this um campaign we'd really like to to launch called ambassador it just seemed like a totally um a great experience for for both organizations and we are so excited to be launching that today it's just it's a wonderful thing that you know we could potentially have um 11 ambassador dogs uh one for each of their um establishments um and uh and we've got this fantastic celebrity panel judging panel and i am delighted to be uh, a non-celebrity member of that judging panel yes <laughs> <laughs> where we're going to be looking at all of these wonderful applications that that come in uh, where is this taking place this is a live event obviously you'll have to see the dogs face to face and and the owners or is it an online event it's uh it's an online event um uh, the application process is hosted on the Sue Rider website. So the website you need to uh, visit in order to learn more about the Ambassador campaign and uh, obviously to apply is suerider.org slash ambassador. Mm -hmm. And that's spelt A-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-G. Fantastic. And the thing is, obviously, this is for UK dogs, right? Or does Sue Ryder have hospices worldwide? Or is uh, is this just a UK event? Yeah, so Sue Ryder uh, and Petsys Therapy are both UK national charities. Um, so this is open to uh, anybody within the UK. This sounds fantastic. It, absolutely. Um I mean, I can imagine uh, it, it might be a little bit daunting for for uh, owners because um, it, it sounds like an audition. You know, I can imagine like, going, oh, my God, what if I fail? I was terribly scared that I was going to fail with Robbie. I don't know why. It's it's a weird feeling. Um, it's like bringing your kid to an audition. Is there anything we can do to prepare our dogs for this? Is, is there anything we can do preparation wise? Do you know what, Marnie? Um what you've just said, and obviously you've gone through the process, so you, you you understand it. I hear time and time again from people, um, they almost seem more worried about taking their, their dog through the pets' therapy assessment than they would be sitting maybe an A-level examination, um, which being an <laughs> assessor, I can assure anyone. Absolutely. It's not the case. It's it's a very, very simple process. Um, what we are looking for um, in the assessment is essentially the temperament of the dog. Um, we're looking at have they got the right vaccinations. Um, obviously, we want to make sure that the, the dog isn't carrying anything that could um, potentially harm a human. Um, we're looking at the behaviour. And we're also looking at the, the relationship between the animal and its owner. Um, because obviously, they are a team and we need to make sure that they function well as a team before we permit them um, access to to one of the establishments. It's incredible. Can I ask you, when did Petsys uh, Therapy start? Who, who's the brainchild behind Petsys Therapy? Because it's 
it's it's it's fairly recent. It's not something we hear in the UK. I mean, now we mention therapy dogs and all this, but a couple of years ago, I, there was nothing like it. it. When did you start? Uh, when when did pets therapy actually start? I think this is going to shock you, actually, Marnie. Um, pets as therapy was founded in 1983 uh, by a lady called Leslie Scott Ordish. What? Uh, I know, I know. Um, the common misconception is um, everyone uh, quite frequently they they hear pat dogs, and pat is simply an abbreviation of pets as therapy. Um, but the the history is uh, Leslie Scott Ordish essentially saw um, people through no fault of their own um, suddenly not having access to a companion animal. Um, because maybe they'd been um, placed in hospital or maybe they uh, were were in a a retirement home. And so she started taking her own animals into these establishments so that these people could still maintain that contact with an animal. And the charity has basically grown grown from there. Uh, And now we obviously operate within Northern Ireland, Scotland, Wales and England. It's incredible. It's incredible to start this up. I mean, this is just the beginning um, of something bigger. I mean, this is growing, growing not just uh, therapy dogs, but actually psychiatric dogs, uh, you know, service dogs uh, for all sorts of uh, conditions. And uh, I think the dog world is just growing. There's uh, what, what would you like to see with pets as therapy? What, what would be your vision? What, what's the ultimate goal? Should, should this be in every hospital, every, <laughs> everywhere? The, the ultimate goal for pets as therapy is that um, nobody um, should be without access to a companion animal um, if, if they wish to, to have that contact. Um, now, yes, that's an incredibly ambitious goal, um, but... It, it it can be achievable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's obviously issues around raising awareness, which is something that we're always keen keen to do. Um, the funny thing is that establishments are um, you know registering with us all the time, and what we really struggle with is um, actually recruiting enough volunteers to be able to meet that demand. And one of the reasons for that is because obviously you know an animal um, has a, a shorter lifespan um, than its typical human counterpart. So there's a natural flux of volunteers coming in and retiring. Um, and of course, there's also the time restrictions that they have um, for volunteering. Um, so it's, it is a difficult one. Um, and we always need more volunteers and wonderful pets to be able to come and help people in their community. Oh, Rich really reminds me and it makes me very sad to talk about Doug the Pug, who's just passed away, the first reading dog or one of the first reading dogs he passed away. And it's, 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 there's never going to be another Doug the Pug because he, he's, uh, you know, I worked with her, uh, his owner. We did Doga together for an event and I saw their relationship. It's so powerful. She was on the yoga mat joining in with Doga and Doug. I mean, Doug's got a million followers he's, he's a celebrity and, and i think there's going to be a wake or everything but um you know the way they were together oh my word you know he is he was so relaxed in her he really looked like he was listening to everybody you know he really was still uh doug and um 
yeah, you just could see it. You could see the energy around them. You could, you could just see the way she interacted with him, the care she would give to to Doug, but also Doug responding to her and really, in a way, wasn't he wasn't a dog. He was more like a psychiatrist. <laughs> So still, you know, absolutely, or a therapist or a Freudian analyst, you know. Um, and I wonder, how do you, you know, after that, as an owner, how can you find the next dog, the therapy dog? You know, how it must be so hard for everybody involved who met Doug, obviously, all the schools and everything. Um, am I right to say that it's... How how do you find the next dog when they pass away to do all this work again? Have you have you seen people coming through at the other end when they lose a dog and then come back with a new dog? Yeah, you're right, Marnie. It is incredibly difficult. And um I feel incredibly privileged to have known Doug um and his human, Kate. Um they made an absolutely fantastic team and you know, Doug will be sorely missed it's it's heartbreaking um not just for us at plexus therapy but obviously all of those that he um he visited and helped over the years and uh and you know he's got such a following on social media because people really um saw the beauty of what he he brought and, and how he touched other people's lives um now of course you know doug does have that social media following but there are numerous other pat volunteering teams that go through similar similar scales of loss um and it is difficult and some will um not feel able to go back to volunteering and others um will you know will get another dog uh, and 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 come back to pets therapy as a volunteer team but it's it's not just about the volunteering it's about there's all sorts of ways that they can support the charity um and you know we're always there if they need to to give us a call and talk through it we have a fantastic reception team um ma- mainly manned by a lady called Sheena um who's incredibly good at listening and and talking people through that process well that's really good to know that's really supportive as well because you contribute so much you know you come together as a team and then when one part of the team is gone, there's, there's, there must be so much mourning in that person. And like you said, the patients as well, the people that benefited from the dog. Um, just to, uh, about Sue Ryder, please tell us a little bit more. So when did you collaborate? Did she, re- did Sue Ryder Hospice reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? Um, when did this happen, this, uh, to, the idea to, to launch this campaign of Ambassador? Yeah, thank you, Marnie. Um, so Sue Ryder um, contacted Petsis Therapy. Um, they had the idea behind this ambassador dog mm. campaign where they're looking to get 11 ambassador dogs, um, one for each of their establishments. Um, the relationship between the two charities, though, has been um, present for a number of years um, because Pat volunteer teams have been visiting um, their hospices and uh, and, and other centres. So it seemed to be a kind of natural step, really. Um, They obviously wanted to to get this campaign going. Um, We are in a situation where we always need more volunteers. Um, So it's important to also remember that even if you're not lucky enough to be near one of these Sue Ryder centers um you can still apply so you can either apply to become an ambassador dog 
uh, or you can just apply to become a pets as therapy volunteer team either way we'd love to have you Oh my God, I feel like I want to reapply with Robbie. So what so what happens on the day? So you say it's online. So all of it will be online. So the person has to do all the all the tests. What, what tests are they going to do? What, what does it all entail? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you're getting excited about this. So and that's and that's great. This is what we want. So yeah. <laughs> um, Essentially, to, to, to apply for Ambassador, you need to visit the uh, Sue Rider website, which is suerider.org slash ambassador. And there you'll be able to read up more about why they've launched the campaign and also how you can apply. So the application process is, is online. Uh, and those applications will come to a judging panel made up of celebrities. Um, which I'm going to name now. Uh, so we've got Carly Stenson, the actress. We've got Kay Adams, uh, a TV presenter. Uh, we've mm. got Richard Arnold. We've got uh, Emily Dean, the author of Everyone Died, So I Got a Dog. Uh, and you've even got me from Pets to Therapy, as well as <laughs> Heidi Tavis, the chief executive yes, of Sue Ryder. wonderful. What more could you want? <laughs> Jesus, this is this is more challenging than X Factor or Britain's Got Talent. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's, there's a lot of people watching. There's going to be a lot of people. I mean, I can imagine everybody's getting so, you know, the, the owner might be quite nervous on the day. But um, is there any way that we can prepare ourselves to calm? Maybe they should come to Doga before, you know, to calm down for the exercises. And, 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 and how many... How long is the audition? And that's, I hate the word audition. How long is the process? How long is it going to take for a dog? Well, applications um, need to be in by the 28th of May. That's the closing date for applications. Um, and then <clears throat> Sue Ryder are looking at having the ambassadors starting their volunteering journey in their hospices um, uh, in, in July. So it is a fairly quick, a fairly quick turnaround. Um, but it's something that's uh, that's more than possible, obviously subject to COVID regulations and what have you. Yeah, and the audition itself, it's three minutes, four minutes, 11 minutes. How long is it going to be? Um, so there's not an audition as such. Um, it's actually sending in uh, an application with a photo. Uh, and then these um, applications are going to be reviewed by this celebrity panel. Oh, I see. So because I've done all the exercises... When I met Pets as Therapy um, assessor, he uh, we had to do things together uh, in a park. So that's what I was thinking. Maybe online that there will be the, I don't know, walking around the room, jumping up, <laughs> jumping down. I don't know something online like this. But uh, oh, I see. I see. And now. then the process will happen after that. So it's not so scary. It's not so scary. It's not so scary. So everybody can apply. Everybody can give it a go. Providing, absolutely. of course, that they're not puppies. <laughs> so, yes, absolutely. Well, this is wonderful news. This is so exciting. What I'm hoping is, is that it's going to be extremely successful and that you will find your 11 ambassador dogs and that you will get a lot of press for this as well because it's something so unique. And um, I just I, I wish you all the best in your endeavor with all your events. It sounds like a really good idea 
to get people on board, to get more volunteers on board. We need more volunteers. That's the whole thing. We're running out of dogs. <laughs> uh, and I can't wait to share all this uh, in, in my local park. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for being so supportive, Marnie. And um, we wish all of the applicants the best of luck in, uh, Absolutely. in this process. And of course, any of them that aren't lucky enough to become uh, ambassadors, um, we're going to welcome them with welcome arms, um, with open arms, I should say, uh, into Pets as Therapy, um, where they can still bring that magic um, into, uh, into establishments near them. Oh, how amazing. And one, just one more thing. What's the commitment in terms of owners? How, how many times, uh, you know, they can't just come in and out. Is there a, a minimum commitment uh, to visit a specific place, uh, say, per week, once a week, twice, twice a month? So Pets as Therapy um, doesn't place any minimum time commitment on, on any volunteers. It has to work around um, their own personal lives, work lives, etc. However, for this campaign, Sue Ryder has requested um, that the um, ambassadors, when they're successful, um, can give up a minimum of two hours per month. Um, so, uh, yeah, we think that's a perfectly reasonable request. Oh, my God, two hours is nothing. I'm thinking like 22 hours. <laughs> I'm sure you will have enough uh, applicants. This is, sounds really lovely, really lovely. Uh, yes, and I I just want to hear more about the, the actual benefits. I hope that you will get the attention needed to grow and that we have dogs everywhere. <laughs> in every center in every place uh it's a wonderful journey and it must be amazing thank you so much for giving your time um, no, on conversations with my dog and um i i hope uh that we meet you in person someday uh at one of the events oh that's wonderful thank you so much marnie and uh yeah likewise i look forward to uh hopefully meeting you too who knows maybe in a doga class oh there you go there we go. At least we can get down to some applications. Uh, yes, events. who knows? Yeah. Well, thank goodness. Absolutely. And we'd love to offer Doga for another event as well, if you need that um, to get to recruit more therapy dogs, therapy dogs and owners. So that's, you never know. It's an idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, drop, me, uh, drop me an email um, and uh, be more than happy to, to pick this up offline. That'd be great. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Matthew, for your time. Not at all. You too. Hi, I'm Vernon Kay. And I'm Holly Mackay. And we're here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Parenting Past the Pandemic, brought to you by Aviva. Yes, we're going to be delving into a whole heap of parenting topics from the generational gap to online safety. And some of the big topics which have come up through the pandemic, such as helping to manage our kids' anxieties and how we can affect the world they'll grow into. Parenting Past the Pandemic. Find it wherever you found this podcast. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to our next Doga session with me, Mahani, and Robbie. So today we are focusing on this unique practice called meditation. And we will focus on specifically the energy of grounding, which is what meditation gives you when we start. Now, when people hear the word meditation, they think, oh my God, I need to sit still. But in fact, I don't want you to even think about it. Don't have any um, specific goals in mind when you do this. So I just want you to try today to allow it. So whether you have your dog in the room or your dog is away, it doesn't matter, this is for everybody. Ideally, if you have a garden, please place yourself with your dog in the garden. And ideally, find a space where you can sit on the earth directly, or, you know, have a blanket uh, and place it underneath as a cushion. If you don't have a garden, it doesn't matter. Just come and sit down on the floor today on your yoga mat or on your cushion if you have problems with sitting cross-legged sit on a chair and make sure that your spine is completely upright so in this session it's all about the breath however when you come into meditation our mind takes us anywhere so the great thing is, is that you always have the breath. We're also going to keep our eyes open today. Ensure that you're really supported, that your spine is supported for this. You switch all technical mobile phones, everything, devices off. And start sinking into the breath. So first of all, we're going to start with a full 
exhalation. I just want you to inhale and exhale through your mouth. Again, inhale. And then exhale through the mouth quite sharply. It can also be a line breath or a sigh. And notice immediately how your shoulders begin to drop. The weight of the body starts to drop. And now as you keep your eyes open, just focus on one point. Now, this is easier said than done because focusing on one point requires attention. And I don't want you to stress about that right now. Just keep your eyes open and see what you see. Just look at it. And now hear the sounds around you. Become aware of every single sound in your immediate environment. Notice that the world hasn't stopped just because you're sitting still. It'd be a billion sounds. notice, especially if you're outdoors, just notice, listen, carefully listen. If your dog is there, just become aware of his presence. Perhaps he's running around or maybe he's sitting still breathing. If your boiler is switched on, hear the noise of the boiler. If you're outside and you hear the birds chirping, really listen. How does that affect your being? These sounds just now bring the mind back to the self and just have a little breath awareness. Just notice, have you changed your breathing as you've noticed these sounds? How does that feel? Now you can just continue to focus on your inhalation. An exhalation. As you're focusing on your breathing, do still become aware of the noises around you and integrate that as part of you and you as part of that stereo world. And the way is to just Bring your mind back to the breath. 
And if it's really hard to bring your mind back to the breath, then that's fine. Just notice. Notice your mind, where it's going, and observe it without judgment. The discipline in meditation is just to notice without judgment, without cruelty, but kindness. And slowly start feeling your buttocks touching the ground. Perhaps feel the length of your spine, also the weight of your spine, pelvis. Being drawn down by gravity. So gravity is always there to connect you to Earth, planet Earth. Which is where all sentient living beings reside and especially your dog that is connected at all times to the ground. Just feel that connection. You are part of this world. You are part of this environment. And yet you are a singular entity. Same with your dog. He, she is a singular entity. And yet you're all part of this earth. So just feel the weight. Allow gravity to bring you down. It's helpful to visualize a tree. If there's a tree close by, just feel the roots of the tree. See if your tail can connect all the way down into the root of the earth and connect with the roots of the other trees around you. As you integrate. And now notice your breath. Perhaps you feel like a sigh. And also notice where you're holding the breath. This is such an amazing observation. Where are you or where is your body holding the breath? Is it in the upper back, the front of the chest, the hips, the navel, the back of the navel, the solar plexus behind the shoulders? Is it in the back of the neck or maybe you have migraines, you're holding something at the top of the head, the crown, the forehead, behind the head, or maybe it's even in the jaw tongue, earlobes. lobes. 
And now just root back into the earth as you find that inhalation. Perhaps expanding the inhalation a little bit more through the navel. Using the intercostal muscles. They are underneath the ribs. They help to support the breath along with the diaphragm. This is not a breath with effort. It's not a yoga heavy breathing. It's just breathing. And as you unfold your inhalation, you might find you can descend your exhalation and let it become freer, looser, It is very interesting as the mind comes into the center, into a focal point, into a one-pointedness. When you bring your attention onto your mind, how easy the breath comes along with it. So it's symbiotic. You don't have to do anything. But don't force your mind to stay in one point. So if it wants to drift off again into other thoughts, that's fine too. And especially now, you can maybe just recap what you've been thinking all along this meditation. Perhaps you've had one specific thought that keeps coming all the way through or you had several thoughts and you were skipping and skipping and skipping and that's fine too this isn't about forcing stillness but allowing stillness to come in it's a invitation now perhaps you can also notice if your dog is there, whether your dog somehow has been affected by this change in your mind, body. Maybe he's become still. Maybe he's not, and that's fine too. So we're just going to root really deeply one last time, really root into the earth, root into the bottom of the earth, go deep within. Really feel this gravity. It's always holding you. It's your best friend. We are so lucky to be held by gravity. Sometimes we're so disconnected. We're all up in, the air, in our heads, but there is this beautiful gravity that supports us and the rest of 
everything that is alive, really. And we can now just finally reach down one more time into the tail end of the tail. Just one more time, just acknowledge that connection. See how your heart feels. And see if there's a bit more... Space in the front and back of the heart. Did you find some space to feel anything? And if there's nothing there, that's fine too. Just feel that space, that vast space called the heart. It doesn't have to be a shield that we need to close at all times, but we can allow it to open like nature. Just become aware of that space. And as our final sankalpa acknowledgement, just reach into the bottom of the heart and feel that absolute, unconditional love for everybody, for every dog, for every family member, for every friend that you've ever acknowledged, for everybody that you've ever met in your life. It doesn't matter. Just see whether you can actually open that heart fully and if it's hard it's fine just remember that your dog is capable of that love fully capable of being absolutely open at all times to anything that comes towards him or her So with that, we take a deep breath and we're going to close our meditation with a long, deep OM. So taking a deep inhalation. time. Oh. And the last one is for peace peace around the world, peace for all sentient living beings, all sentient creatures. Deep breath, inhale. Oh. 
Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace. I thank you so much for sitting with me and Robbie together today. And I hope you enjoyed our beautiful meditation grounding exercise. Namapaw. Thanks for listening to Conversations with My Dog. Make sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Dog to keep up to date with all of our latest news. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. It helps others to find us. And talking of spreading the news, please tell another person about the podcast and help us reach more people. We'll be back with another episode, same time, same place, next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.